Color Me Mine, Harvey Wallbangers, and Buffalo Nichols. You know that's right. We review Season 2, Episode 3, Psych vs. Psych, right now. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. Riding along shotgun with me, as always, in the blueberry is my guy, Dances with Wolves. <laughs> I like that one. That's Dances, good. how's it going? That's going uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, an episode that I think a lot of people might overlook, but uh, one-liners, oh, plenty. So, um, you know, I was really, uh, I really enjoyed rewatching this. I've probably watched it like five times. Yeah, so I remember last week when you said, you know, I, I, you know, watch it again. I think you'll like it. Uh, I definitely don't mind it, but still, <laughs> I don't know what it is about. I think it's just uh, Lindsay Lichen, while while very easy on the eyes, not just, a great actress. Yeah, just uh, that she was probably my biggest issue uh, with the episode, and it's primarily focused around her. But that's. You know what I would still say is it's still a great episode. Yeah, I mean, I I, I certainly enjoyed it for sure. Uh, you know, we could take you through the process. Let me get it right this time. Starts with the holla, ends with the cream skull, and then of course, if there's time in between, a little bit of Thundercats. Ho! So we can dive right in here and uh, get to the uh, little uh, Big Bang Goo. Call this the timeline. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, give me a little. Uh, let me give you a little read here of what uh, the general overview of the show is. So. Uh, Psy versus Psy, season two, episode three. Sean goes up against a federal psychic, and Juliet is my favorite part of the show. Is entranced with the treasury agent who accompanies her, and we will talk uh, a lot more about Lars, uh, Lars Ewing, uh, you know, as we go on here. Uh, but this was, uh, you know, like I said, not my favorite episode of the season, but it, it, it's still, you know, really, really good, and the. The cold open to this one is is great. I actually love this cold <laughs> open. So it's Sean, Henry, and the vice principal. They're in the vice principal's office, and uh, Sean got busted for uh, committing forgery, which hint hint is you know what this episode is going to revolve around. And and so I mean Henry knows Sean you know forged the signature, but the the vice principal uh, you know isn't buying it because how could you know he's also know, a goober. Oh, he's a real goober, a real <laughs> L7 weenie. Um, but he's, you know, he's sitting there going, I don't know, there's no way this kid could do it. And Henry's like, listen, I'm telling you, I didn't give him permission to go on this field trip, which I wrote in the notes. Henry's a prick here. <laughs> he is. But I do like he's like, I don't I, like I don't, I don't need to think about how to sign my own damn name. I like how he like undresses the teacher. It's great. Yeah, that part's <laughs> fantastic. I want to know why the hell he didn't just sign the fucking permission slip. Because he's you a know? jerk and Sean probably didn't clean the 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 what is it? The uh save the chicken fat from a can of chicken or whatever the hell is a chick uh what, what's the Dwight line uh the oil from a can of tuna. Like right. he probably did something so innocuous. Then he was like, you're not going on the field trip. Michelle. Yeah. Like, but that's where you, you know, you just take the TV away for whatever you don't, you don't let the kid, you have to sit back at school while everyone else is having fun. Let the kid, you, you're depriving the kid of learning some knowledge. 
but 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 this was this was great because Henry completely undresses the guy, and I love it. He was he's like, well, I took a handwriting personality <laughs> course at the local annex, and I can see by your end humps that you have a very open and childlike kindness. And the little chuckle that Sean gives here, and the look on Henry's face, oh yeah, was absolutely perfect. Great little great little Sean. Uh, moment there and then uh you know we get a typical i'd say uh half and half of uh the episodes so far have started with case breaking in the uh office of chief vic right up right outside the office sean's doing some sniffing and some snooping yeah he's doing uh he's some sniffing him and so it's i, I love he's uh doing a little childlike rhyme on how to tie your shoes because he sees someone <laughs> in, a, in a suit tying their shoes so he assumes it's lassie make and, a loop uh, like a bunny yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you know the the guy gets up, and this is where we get uh, introduced to Lou Diamond Phillips, who uh, very underrated cameo. I forgot how good he was. Uh, he's so over episode. the top, but it plays so well. Oh, it's perfect. And him and Lassie play off each other uh, perfectly. You know, in this episode, so you know you kind of Sean sort of taken it aback, like you know who is this guy, and 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 you know he introduces himself as uh, you know. Uh, uh, Large Ewing, FTD, you're, you're a special <laughs> florist. <laughs> it's okay. you're, you're no federal uh, agent of the of the tra uh, Treasury Department. Wait, we have a department that deals especially with the treasures. <laughs> you know, which is great. So you, you see these two sort of sizing each other up, and you can tell right away <laughs> that uh, Special Agent Ewing just views Sean as oh a yeah, complete dumbass, a boob. And I don't know. I don't think this. I looked ahead, and obviously, I did my own quotes, but I don't think this is in there. But when he goes, this goes against every federal bone in my body. Yes. But who are you guys? <laughs> I'm familiar with the federal bone. <laughs> right. <laughs> is the that bone is the hip or knee bone? <laughs> My hip or knee bone is about to be introduced to your crotch. Your seat is about like to that. connect with another bone, and oh, Gus goes, "Let me guess, not the funny bone." <laughs> right, right, right. So that was just a just a great little little back and forth. And this is this is where you're right, Billy, because it's these little these little things that just just elevate this you know this particular episode. Everything about it's great, and but we we were now the the part that drives me sort of the most you know bonkers is we get introduced to Lindsay Lichen. So this, she's a, you know, a she's a very attractive striking woman. woman, very striking, and and she's sitting down and and uh, Sean says to Gus, uh, "Go grab us a seat towards the um, towards the side, but not you know completely on the side, right or whatever he says." And he goes over and he saunters up to this woman and uh, you know he tries to impress her. Uh, you know he does a whole you know psychic you know breakdown of her. And uh, this is a great pickup line, Billy. You should you should try this on the uh, on the Bumbles or the Tinders or, or whatever it is. Uh, you know, are you waiting for Godot? Guffman. Guffman to exhale. Waiting to exhale. You know, and uh, you, you got a sense that she's going to be an important character. You yeah. know, in this show because it, you know Sean doesn't go out of his way usually. Yeah, this is Bianca Cachela. I don't know how to say her last name. She was in Rules of Engagement. Was a, like a show I watched just because she was beautiful. Was um, that uh, Patrick Warburton? Yes, or, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's great in that. Uh, she's she's her. She's not like the greatest actress ever. I think the real problem is I don't think she's she, her performance does not shine. I think the real problem is there's no chemistry between her and Sean. Like like Sean's doing everything he can. You know, uh, James yeah. Roday to kind of make this happen they're just not clicking like he usually clicks with everybody else on the show like you know guest stars you know yeah. the, the regular cast you name it so i think that's where the episode 
falls flat. And a lot of the story is built around that. But Sean, you know, uh, Rode is good enough in his own right to just still carry it enough to make it, you know, not even a passable episode. I think a very good episode. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had to put his backpack on and uh, tromps her around, you know, this episode a bit. But it's like Bert playing me, uh, like our guy Bertsky playing Warzone with me. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> and me, and me. He's backpacked me to to a number of wins. But uh, so so Sean's, you know, trying to you know impress. Uh, we don't know her name yet. Uh, but there's a big meeting in uh, Chief Vic's office. This uh, only really happens a handful of times throughout um, throughout the series. But you've got Special Agent Ewing, you've got uh, Jules, you got Lass, you got uh, Sean and, and Gus, and this is where we sort of get what the the episode is going to be about. We get the case, and there's this. Uh, a uh, counterfeiter that's been going across the country and hitting up small, smaller local businesses and, and sort of laundering money. So, you know, making a, making a ton of counterfeit money and then exchanging it for actual money. And this is, you know, why uh, Ewing is there. And, um, and real and quick though, I do love that before he went into the meetings, uh, you know, uh, Sean was like, save us seats, but not on the side. And then he yeah. walks in and they're yeah, on the side. And he's like, come on. And yeah. then also later when they have the other meeting, he's like, don't you know that move where you lay your coat across and like save us? Right, right. Right, right, <laughs> right, just right, like right, a little right. bit of a running joke that I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say before, you know, get us a seat, but not, not on the sides. And that's exactly, you know, uh, what Gus did. And so what I, what I love about this scene, right. Is, you know, you've got Ewing in there and he's, he's sort of describing, you know, what the counter, you know, the counterfeiters MO and you get a couple of different things here. You get, uh, Lassie who is absolutely in awe of this guy. Cause this is what Lassie wants to be. This is what sort of what Lassie sort of strives to be. So he's a little smitten, uh, with uh, Agent Ewing, and then uh, Juliet says something. Ewing looks at her. He's smitten. He quotes uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yep. <laughs> and now she's a little smitten. And, and 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 so you get all these different little things. And then you get just Sean just be like, "What the shit is going on here?" He says something uh, uh, snarky. And uh, oh, and then what does um, uh, Lars says something? Um, this is when he says that thing. He's like. Is Tootie. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but this is Tootie, when all... you in trouble, <laughs> right? This is when he says, uh, you know, uh, it just goes against every fiber of my being, you know. But who are these guys? And then he's talking about Mildred, his, you know, his oh, listening yeah. device. <laughs> and that's when, and that's when Sean, you know, says, "Tootie, are you in trouble?" It's, it's the facts of life, you know. So we get a lot of really great, uh, just little one-liners in here, and some great dynamics, and then. Uh, when Sean, you know, says that he's the uh, uh, the station psychic, that's what. Well, we don't need you. We've got our own psychic, and that's when uh, Lycan walks in. Yep, and a key little piece of uh, you know uh, evidence drop here or exposition, if you will, that she's great, and she got him so close to the counterfeiter a little over a right. month ago. So we know that that will later play into the fact of one of Sean's revelations that hey, she actually is with this guy. She's on the inside of this this case. No spoilers here. It's a you know an old comedy. We we know that, and yeah. that pretty much uh, that's the cold open right there. Yeah, I mean, because this is when the this is finally when the, uh, the theme song hits. So we've been seeing these sort of get dragged out a little bit longer and longer, which is great because it allows you to kind of. Uh, sink your teeth into it a little bit before it really gets you know cooking with gas, and so you know as 
you know, as he said, one of the the mo's uh, of the counterfeiter is is you know he'll make a large sum of money and then he'll go to some place like a Home Depot, buy some stuff, return it for for actual money, and that's how he launders the money. So they head to you know what is a, the local Home Cheapo uh, or Home Depot, and you know this is we get we get we get this Chief Vic from time to time where she's like. Like super, like we can't, we can't let the feds come in here and and you know make us look stupid, right? So she's sort of rallying the troops a little bit, and and I love this. This is this is you know it's what I can't wait for us to talk about when we get there about who our favorite characters are because you and I were on the same page, but we just picked different sides of the coin here. But the interaction between um, Agent Ewing and the the guy working the counter at the Home Depot was don't answer that. Fucking awesome, you know. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, what so makes top like his acting in this is not. It's good in the sense that, like, I think that's what he was going for, but it's so cheesy. But I love it. Like, oh, it's, if, if I, it's like the way. Uh, what is it? If I if I printed a uh, you know a hundred dollar bill, a uh, hundred dollars on a what is it? An apple and plucked Granny it down. Smith. A Granny Smith apple. Would you accept it as legal tender? Don't answer that question. Yeah, yeah, because it is it is wonderfully over the top, and and I think that's that's why it works. Is he the best guest star they've had? No, but he I think he just he nailed what he was trying to do, and it was funny because he, he goes to the guy, and he goes, "What made you think those hundred bills, hundred dollar bills were authentic?" And the guy goes, "Because they said one hundred on them." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you idiot!" And that's what he says the, the Granny Smith thing. And it's like the best. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. You know, don't answer that. And so we we continue to get this dynamic early on where uh, I, I love Lassie is constantly just trying to impress Ewing, and 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 Agent Ewing just dismisses him at every every single opportunity he gets, and while just constantly flirting on Jules. And I just yeah, thought, and it's so uncomfortable too. It's like oh, always wicked. like a non sequitur. It, it would be. Yeah, pretty un- inappropriate in today's uh, today's culture, and and even then, I was just like, this guy's going a little strong to the hoop right now. Oh, ve- very strong to the hoop. You know, this is where you you know, if you're a friend of his, you would say, hey, dude, and dial yeah. it back. Yeah, dial it back a little bit. You know, <laughs> creepster, <laughs> play play cool. And it was so weird, like this whole dynamic uh, between Ewing and and Jules, but also Jules reciprocating, uh, and, and her trying to play it cool. It was very weird because it was very hard a character for her, but it just worked. Um, perfectly. Uh, so we get a little clue here. Uh, you know, so Sean's like, okay, enough of you guys. Um, we're going to go off and we're going to do our own thing. And you, I, I love the visual of him going up on the uh, the forklift, just up on everything. And then he runs into Henry. Henry, Dang, oh, it looks so tiny down there. I, you would think by now Henry would know not to ask Sean to do stuff because he knows Sean's completely inept at doing any sort of manual labor, but. Sean sees him and Henry's like, I need you at the house. I need you to do something for me. I, you know, you owe me, kid, right? Kind of thing. He's not even doing it to like, you know, for the actual help. He's doing it as like basically a punishment. Like he's doing it to be like a dick. Like this yeah. is just, he doesn't need him to do it. He had our plumber come in. He little, like he just had to connect yeah. the fittings. It's busy work. It's like, yeah. you owe me. I'm going to take advantage of you. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a good little dynamic to the relationship, but we get a nice little back and forth. Yeah, cut the shit, Henry. Right, he's an adult. Leave him alone. You know he is what he is. Anyways, <laughs> so but while Sean's up there, you know, I, I I thought this was a little lame that the clues were the security cameras. Like you know they mm-hmm. wouldn't like any other cop. You know wouldn't have just said, hey, let me look at the security cameras. You know first thing they do. 
but uh, we get we get a great little scene here. We 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 get introduced to Garrison. So this place is just filled with top notch employees. You got the ding dong up front that just. Oh, I mean, have you ever been to a Home Depot? Well, yes, I know it's yeah. famously Ron Swanson. I know more than you. <laughs> I, uh, I've always wanted to like. Anytime I go into Lowe's or Home Depot and someone asks me for up, I always want to say that line, but I, I just never do because I. You know, oh, it's I, like I, if I walk into like Apple for like editing help or like not editing help, like I'm going to buy a new computer and they're like, "Oh, what, what kind of uh, work do you do?" I'm like, "I know more than you." Just let me <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, like, exactly. I, I know exactly what I need. Step out of you the way. You fucking genius, my ass. Uh, <laughs> But they they go meet Garrison and uh, you know he you know he's just kind of this big dope but he just sort of you know casually says uh, you know oh well the lady psychic was here last night and mm-hmm. if that pretty lady couldn't find anything I don't think you're gonna find anything either uh, he was also stunned that he that the guys knew his name was Garrison when he's wearing a fucking you know name, name tag. tag right. Um, but Sean gets a little clue here. He sees, okay, it's a guy. He's not wearing corrective lenses, uh, but he sees, uh, a, you know, the key fob that's on the, uh, you know, on the counter there. And for some reason that, that, that becomes an important clue. Um, so they kind of all meet up again. Sean has a psychic vision. Uh, he's a male, bop, 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 and he doesn't wear corrective lenses. And they're like, Ooh, yeah, that, that, that's helpful. That only rules out, you know, such and such. And this is one of the things I think, Billy, I don't know how you feel, but drove me a little nuts about Lindsay's character was like, I know she has to be psychic and she's got it, but she gives like an annoyingly, um, a, a, you know, uh, amount of you know detail when describing this person. Yeah, she doesn't have any fancy pants, like uh, uh, little idiosyncrasies, the way Sean spells them out. She's just like, yeah, he was a, a man, had a diamond stud in his left ear and had a scar on like his lower whatever. So it's not yeah. really she doesn't play up the character. And maybe that's the point of it to kind of be completely, you know, psych versus psych, X versus sever. Right. Um, <laughs> what, what is it? Something versus the volcano. Uh, Joe, Joe versus volcano. Joe, Joe versus the volcano. So she's like the complete opposite of Sean. And she just like we said, she's not we won't have to hammer this too hard, but she doesn't deliver a, a great performance, especially alongside uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, who is just, right. you know, the red hot throughout the whole episode. So sh- her little thing there is pretty lame. But it's a legit piece of evidence. And it's, you know, this is one of the few ones where I kind of was like, yeah, she seems like she's in on this. Um, one of the only ones were at the beginning, just because, like, you know, she like that's impossible. And we know there are no such things as a real psychic. But um, so we get the descriptions back and forth. Hers blows her out of the water. Then we go to Henry's for a short scene. But I do love it because we get some great stuff of them, uh, you know, putting the uh, the bar together and basically it's just busy work from Henry. But, um, you know, Sean's like, this is good. This is good. This will get us going. We need the work. Um, and then, uh, you, you know, you wrote this down so you can uh, explain the, uh, the drinks. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause this <laughs> oh, actually this is the best part when they first walk in. Yeah. Cause this is, this is what I was talking about. So this is what uh, Henry wanted them to do. He's building a wet bar. And for some <laughs> reason he thinks Sean is the person to, you know, he's like, oh, you're just putting on the fitting. Sean doesn't know what a hell a fitting is, but yeah, I don't see the portal in 1976. Yeah, yeah, a wet bar, you know, and and I love it. He goes, oh, it's it's perfect for those warm summer evenings when Reggie Jackson and Diane Cannon stop over for Harvey Wallbangers. Oh, like, it's so great. So much just old, like obscure, like not even like usually their references are 80 re- 80s references, but this is like I had to look up Diane Cannon. She was in just a bunch of like. Yeah, yeah. TV shows and movies. So I, I actually dropped this 
on uh, uh, DraftKings sim the other day because our guy Brendan Glasheen was wearing uh, a, a, like a blazer and a turtleneck, and he looked like Henry when he dresses up. And Sean's like, uh, "You look like you're in the Old Spice commercial." So I dropped yeah. the Old Spice, and then I dropped the uh, drinks with Diane Cannon and Reggie Jackson, and nobody oh. knew what the hell I was talking about, but I had a good laugh. That, that's all that matters. And so I looked up Harvey Wallbangers too while I was at it because this is a drink that I've always like I've heard referenced and, and maybe I've only heard it referenced here. And because I've watched this show so many times, like I've only it, ever heard. Right. <laughs> it's 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 seeped in my you know. Uh so I had I look it up and so it's vodka galliano, which is uh you know, this uh, Italian liqueur. I think it's sort of along the lines of a Campari, maybe a Fernand Branca. Um, and then cherries, and then you pour it over ice in a highball glass. Uh, I might, I might have to try this. It, it's probably not, you know, it, it all depends on how expensive Galliano is, to be honest with you. Uh, but it was just such a, you know, it was the perfect reference to drop to Henry to make, just make him feel, you know, like an out of place uh, old man. But you were right here because then, because you get Gus sort of goading Sean, like, well, she's a better psychic than you. Face it, you got beat, you know. And uh, so Sean's taking that as a challenge, and they start, you know, you know, they start, um, you know, uh, you know, workshopping, you know, things back and forth. And it's just this is about me, Gus. You know, it's me versus her, X versus Sever, Joe versus the volcano, and uh, we, we we get uh, we get some more uh, stuff from Sean here, sort of recalling the clues. This is where that um, Murano, that, that key Et fog cetera. comes into place. Yeah. So he knew that it was distinctively a Nissan and a Murano. He also. Uh, I think in one of the Yang episodes, he's able to pick that off of his mother's rental car. So he's pretty good at spotting keys off of rental car stuff. So that is uh, helpful. That gets him a little stuff. Uh, tips Lassie off to that one. So um, it's really, you know, just kind of a throwaway scene, but it's a nice little couple of digs at Henry there. So that's yeah. always fun. Um, and so, yeah, so what So what this does, so with the whole with the whole key fob thing is that now they start thinking, okay, how, how can someone launder – a large sum of money. Oh yeah. What's you know, the best place to do it? Right. And, and because part of the, the packet that Ewing put together, you know, Gus read it cover to cover where Sean just read the cover was that <laughs> Funny, I just read the cover right, is that uh, the person, you know, you know, either rents cars uh, almost daily, whatever town he's in, or they'll, you know, they'll go to dealerships and they'll buy cars and, and, and return them. So, you know, they're trying to think where, where could you exchange a large sum of money and not have it seem out of place? And it's the high end car dealerships. So Sean and Gus head there, but guess who beats them to the punch? Yeah. You know, they're late to the party and, you know, finally Sean shows up like and rubs it in their face a little. We get another Gus save me some seats over there. Yeah. So it's a pretty good one. And we find out here that you know he used it he bought it for a lot of money sold it back for a little bit of money but it's real cash now so that was the nice grift uh, as lassie calls it a classic grift but what sean notices and he takes advantage of uh you know <laughs> gus's uh what does he call it? His uh, coin collecting and his, his knowledge about tender. He has 85 yep. Buffalo nickels, Sean. <laughs> and the way he delivers that line is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I have 80, I have over 85 Buffalo nickels, Sean. Um, so they Gosh, find out they had to use. Don't tell me that. <laughs> don't tell anybody that. So they find out that they had to use a real bill. He was one bill short. Sean kind of saves that for, you know, back at the police station because, you know, he's kind of looking like a fool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because because Lycan's just you know she's beating him to the punch. She's giving you know everyone better uh, intel, 
And but Sean doesn't, so he doesn't quite know what to make of it yet. He just he asked Sean why, uh, you know, money would be shower, the ink would be shiny, and this you know Gus gonna, you know, delves into his thing about the reflective inks and bop 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 and the eighty five buffalo nickels and all that. Um, but then Sean, you know, he's able to take a look at something and memorize it. So he he memorizes the serial code. He doesn't know how it will play in yet, but you know, he, he kind of, he puts in his pocket and, you know, and pins it for later. And so we, we flash forward now back to the station and I love this. So this is where the episode really pivots for Sean here, Sean and Gus, and it sort of turns in their favor where Sean and Gus go to sit down at the table and everyone's just kind of giving them that awkward look. And Gus goes, Sean, I, I, I don't think we're welcomed here. No, 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 no. We're, we're definitely not welcome here. And I love, you know, and then Chief Fix explaining it, and they kind of all explain it to him. And he's like, well, you don't have to tell me twice. And Gus goes, I think they actually just told us three times. It's such a great line. It's like, I don't have to be told twice, Liam. I think I actually just told you three times. Yeah. So it's great. But then on his way out, he drops the little line about like, oh, and by the way, just so you know, he actually had to use one real bill. Uh, you know, Lars is like, come on, I examined every single one of those. And he's saying, you know, no, not all of them, just one. He was one bill short to make the deal. He spits out the serial number because he's a savant like that. They run it. They come to get him. He knew they were going to come and get him. He says, wait for it. And now he's in the game. Chief Vic's back on his side. And then Lycan is all about getting in on the process because now I think she knows something is up with her partner. Yeah, she knows something up, and and I think you know, I think it's it's starting to get a little too close to her, and where we've seen her be very adversarial towards Sean. Now we're this is the tip off. This, at least this was the tip off for me uh, when watching the show the first time, and then you know upon rewatch, where okay, she's she's definitely in on it because she goes just you know she goes from the beginning of the episode saying, not only am I gonna beat you on this case but I'm going to prove you're fake mm -hmm. to now all of a sudden we're at the psych office. It's at night. Sean's still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. He's uh, he's using an easy bake oven to make a pineapple upside down cake and uh, who should show up. But, but Lindsay like it now she's starting to, she's starting to you know what this kind of reminds me of is that episode in season one um, uh, uh with the um the woman that was the you know um oh the um uh, well, dead what, husband seeking yes. blah 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 yeah where Episode she was, three i believe yeah where she was like you know asking all these questions trying to get information we we get that same dynamic here where now she's she's asking sean very specific questions they're trying they're having these weird psych offs where again sean is like he's trying to you know you know get get the best out of her and she's just kind of deadpanning uh, well, she does nail the really? hotel, and we get we'll get to the uh, Gus and the Pips later. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, they stumble onto a collective apparition here as well. They realize that it's a hotel uh, place facing the ocean. Yeah. Um, so they head there, and I think the scene at the desk is probably one of my favorite scenes of the season. <laughs> oh yeah, because this is this. So now we we've had up until this point, it's been been Lassie just sort of trying to impress uh ewing and then he's just oh you kind of see it and and lassie's you know facial expressions as the episode's gone on that he's starting to get pissed he's starting to get pissed he's starting now we we finally they finally come to blows where they start to have a brag off 
with each other where they're naming all of their accomplishments. And you wrote it down, and I have to steal it from you because it was yeah, one yeah, of the ahead. greatest accomplishments of my life using this in real life. You know, they're going back and forth, you know. Um, I've been on uh, Air Force. I have a cocktail napkin from Air Force One. I won the presidential uh, seal fitness or whatever, whatever. They're going back and forth. You know, it's a measuring contest. And then Lassie just drops because he's out of stuff. He goes, I wrestled in high school. And then <laughs> Lars goes, with what? Your conscience? And like, that's Lassie like takes off his jacket. He's ready to attack him. And it's just, I just thought that was like such a clever retort. And I hate that Lassie got stung with it, but it's so good. And there was one time uh, at my old uh, at my current work, but in our old office, like I walk into the room and they're like, uh, our guy here thinks he could gain 10 yards on three straight carries in the NFL behind the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. And I was like, no way. And they were like, keep in mind, he wrestled like mocking him in, in high school. And I just, without thinking, without a second, I was like, with what? His conscious whole room lost it. And it was beautiful. And no one knew, nobody watched Psych. So I got credit for the joke. It was perfect, awesome. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. The way it was just, it was just perfect, perfect delivery <laughs> from the two. And it was, and, and it's such a killer line, huh. Billy. I'm glad, I'm glad you got, uh, you know, credit for that because that was absolutely, uh, it's just perfect with what your conscious is like. How the fuck do you come back from that? You just you just don't. You so. fight. <laughs> Those yeah, fight yeah. words. <laughs> yeah. You 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 you, 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 you throw uh, you throw knuckles there. Um, so <laughs> Sean sort of figures out you know what room because they're asking the guy and the guy's like we get a lot of European travelers here. You know it's going to be hard, but they they kind of figure it out. You know, yeah, just good dialogue too. Snappy yeah. dialogue. Good dialogue. Good, just sort of good. De- you know, deductive reasoning here, and so they get to his room. And and sort of looking around, and so Sean spots a clue right off the bat. It's sort of in the closet. So Lindsay's kind of doing her thing, like, oh, you know, she's like, you, you know, you would have to have about this much paper to produce, you know, this much money. And they find a an empty thing of paper, and he goes, oh yeah, she was spot on. Yeah, goes, five thousand. And then Sean's like, no, I'm thinking like five hundred thousand. Yep. And because he looks in the closet, he just sees all the empty reams. Um, of paper and so uh as he says that gus happens to notice the look on Lindsay's face it's almost like a look of shock it is a look yeah. of shock yeah and he references that later that oh i thought yeah. you had her there yeah and and lassie finds uh what he thinks is a, a treasury seal but it was no it was actually a passport seal mm-hmm. so now we know that the perp is uh officially is about to run. on the lamb i love and i meant to look it up because that's one of those phrases uh, you've said you uh, i've said my entire life or known of and and but you know like what does it actually mean on the lamb? I'm no, I, I'm sure there's some sort of like yeah. I mean, I looked up "clean as a whistle" one time, and "clean yeah. as a whistle" is just like the sound a whistle makes. It's very clean and clear. Like I, I very crisp, I figured, very crisp. But um, it's funny he says that there. But in a later episode, somebody else says it, and he goes, "Well, if he's on a lamb, he won't get very far." Now an alpaca, on the other hand. Right. So like that just shows you like. Sean, as he goes on, is just more and more goofy, and we get a lot of smooth Sean in here. Yeah, we get we get a lot of smooth Sean here, and we get we get a little bit of player Sean back because as they sort of leave the room and they start to uh, you know disband, uh, Lycan sort of approaches Sean, and and she's she's kind of seducing him a little bit, you know, and and Sean's like yeah, at this point, Sean still doesn't have an inkling that she's sort of in on it, and so Sean is like, all right, I'm going to get some treatment. 
And and so he's like, Gus, you want to come? Oh, wait, never mind. We're just gonna be <laughs> at right. So he totally like uh you know, uh, you know, you you know, uh this he is smacks it, he God, yeah. rubs it down. Oh no, he's 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 in there. Yeah. And uh and so we now we get Sean and Lindsay back in her room because she has to freshen up first. And uh, so then they're they're doing this weird again psychic thing back and forth again. It's really awkward. She just she's not good. She's just not good. They don't in any sell. of these scenes. Yeah, they and, can't do it. Uh, but they end up bumping uglies. Hmm? And uh, you wake up the next morning and she's gone. And Sean is pissed. Well, yeah, because he knows that she just did it to get a jump on the case. Yeah. And uh, but also not only did she want to get a jump on the case, but I think at this point now too, she's really worried. Like. All right, this guy is gonna he's gonna figure out what's going on. So I've gotta like try and you know tie up all the loose ends as possible uh so that I can kind of get away uh clean. So um Sean gets a call the next morning. They gotta go to a crime scene. Um and the crime scene is that the the the, the guy that we saw in the security tapes back at home cheapo, uh the supposed perp is dead and he was shot uh, apparently with his own yeah, bit of a struggle. Uh, yep, so, bit of a struggle. We know and, she confronted him later in Sean's breakdown. So uh, yep. we get we'll get to your thing there. But uh, Lycan smartly kind of like hovers over the body and does what looks like some psychic touching, yeah. uh, which is dumb. And yeah. then Sean goes back to Henry and can't believe that you know he got beat by this girl. Yeah, and you know, and we've seen this as a theme. Uh, quite a bit already in season two, Sean, as you referenced it, playing from behind quite a mm. bit. Like he's getting bested. He got bested by Lassie in the last episode, which was a classic. And then this one, he's getting bested by Lycan and she actually gets the cake. Like, you know, she, she's onto it. She found the dead body. So uh, yeah. she's looking pretty good. Yeah. I mean, she's onto the dead body because I mean, she's the, I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert. She, she killed. She, she's the one that <laughs> she's the one that killed him. Uh, but Henry again is a real fucking prick here, you know. And and I get I I don't know. Like at first, like the first time you watch it, maybe okay. Maybe this is just Henry's way of trying to motivate it because he's like, Sean, you should just quit. You quit everything else. I accept you for who you are. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, right? It's, I don't know. I just ah, classic Henry. He's he's just trying. Henry. He's he's you know. I don't think he likes him being a psychic as much as like, you know, he had the paper from his first case uh, when he caught, um, you know, the, the kidnapper type thing and exposed that in the, uh, the first episode, but you can tell he doesn't either like the danger. He doesn't like him using his name. So it's a little odd, but I agree with you. It's just, you know, it's kind of insulting to Sean, but as always, Sean comes out on top because he gets back together, you know, with Gus and they kind of figure out, you know, that, you know, uh, Gus says, you know, I thought you had her at one point, you know, back in the hotel with the uh, 500,000. And yeah. Sean was like, no, I totally did have her. And then he's able to put the pieces together. And then we get our scene with uh, good old Mildred. Love Mildred. Mildred, unsung hero in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Ewing stenographer. So uh, he, he, Sean asks her because, you know, she, there's not a, a word that is uttered between Ewing and anyone that Mildred hasn't, hasn't typed out. So Sean says, go back to this day. And 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 you you know rattle off this conversation and you, we saw it you know earlier on we saw it you know uh, in real time as we're watching the episode where Ewing says you broke protocol like and uh, you were supposed to meet me at uh, six thirty and she said oh I had to go get coffee at such and such place 
And so Sean hears that and he goes, wait a second. That place where she got coffee is not only ridiculously out of the way. Wait, he found a Starbucks receipt too in her room. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he was able to piece that together. All right. She went to go get coffee. He finds the faraway Starbucks. So he's like, you know, you drove back past one, two, three, 14 Starbucks. So yep. where was she going? So he kind of figures, okay, that's really weird. She was able to ID this guy. You know, she just broke up with her lover. You know, yeah. AKA she actually fucking killed him. Yeah. Um, so he kind of puts all the pieces together. Yeah. And also too, when, with, with that high end car that that dude had, you know, bought and then returned, it was a banana yellow Lambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Starbucks that she went to just so happened to be in the same town that the, that Lambo had last, you know, you the know, dealership. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that, that, that's sort of what, what brings it all together. And so this is where, you know, we get, we get the big reveal because Mildred says, you know, I need to go I'm about to be late. You know, we're flying out of here. And so Sean says, uh, let's drive, you know, let, you know, we'll, we'll all go together. And then I love this. Gus just goes, uh, to Mildred goes, can you read this? And she goes, shotgun. <laughs> Gus just goes, tough luck, Sean. Because I yeah. love that little gag. Just kind of out of nowhere, but I love it. Yeah, yeah. We, we get that in one of my favorite episodes of all time, Cog Blocked, where yep. uh, Sean's got to sit in the back. I am not a child. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of fun as well. So, you know, um, I, th- I think we could break this part down and what didn't work well. Yeah, yeah, because because this is this is probably so. Yeah, this is probably, you know, my least favorite uh, you know, part of the show. And so the, it, it was the real reveal. This was sort of one of the weaker reveals that we get, you know, and, and so they're on the airfield and, and Sean pretty much just, you know, breaks it down to everyone, just what we, you know, described. And so essentially what, what happened was Lycan had a partner. It was her, her lover or her boyfriend, you know, whatever you want to, you know, uh, you know, uh, you want to call him. And, he, unbeknownst to her, had started printing more money than what they typically do. I think the MO was $50,000 each place to go, launder most of it, and then just kind of keep bouncing around. But he had laundered a shit ton of money. Yeah, she was, he was going to ghost her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so she confronted him, and she killed him. And the reason why you know she was manhandling the, his dead body is because she needed an excuse that why her fingerprints right would be on – uh, the body of this guy, you know, that she supposedly, uh, you know, didn't know. And I love this right before, you know, Sean, you know, uh, you know, exposes everything, you know, uh, you know, he says, uh, I've heard about this. It's called psychic Krav Maga. And he starts <laughs> doing his weird thing and he goes over to her suitcase and her suitcase is full of all that missing money. And this was the lamest part of the whole thing. Maybe one of the lamest parts of the entire series to be honest with you, she sort of haphazardly or half-heartedly grabs Sean, puts a gun to his head. Oh, I'm going to, you know, take him hostage. Like you're not going to fucking get away with this. Sweetheart. Yeah, But you know what? I don't mind it. It is lame. And she doesn't pull it off well. Cause she's not like a badass. but like, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. I just killed a guy. Like what the fuck? Why not? Like, I'm going to try and make a break for it. Like I'm going to jail for life. I just, yeah, brutally put a better somebody. effort into it. You know, yeah, and then, I agree. And then, I agree. It's not well done. And then, and then it was, it was our gal Mildred, that saucy minx, uh, that saves a day because she pushes she pushes the suitcase uh, into it and it falls over. Yeah, whatever. it's lame. That's, it was it was lame as hell. But uh, that was you know that was the you know the reveal. And so outside of that, I would say 
that the episode and the story and the crime was really good. Just um, the execution of the wrap up because the wrap up in the reveal could have been really good. It was just the execution of it um, was a little was a little weak. Yeah, they didn't they didn't crush the hiring on one of the uh, guest stars. But now I think we can get into the Thundercats ho and uh, yeah. favorite moments. I think it's, you know, basically it's centered around Lars. You know, he has yeah. great he has great chemistry with John. He has great chemistry with Lassie. He has great chemistry with Juliet. Yeah. So he is just an absolute star from the beginning. The second yeah. he bursts onto the scene, like I don't even know what a Lassie is. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> this goes against every federal bone in my body. Yeah. He is just crushing from the word go. Oh yeah, it, I mean it's great because again you said it's over the top, um, but it's it's perfect and he carry he does carry a presence you know mm-hmm. and, and every scene he's in, I mean he's he's La Bamba. He's, <laughs> he's yeah he is he's La Bamba. he's chewing up the scenery and and it's it's absolutely great so I loved his uh, his interacting uh, with Sean uh, because he's just treating Sean as a buffoon the whole time and and it was it was just perfect those two and, and Sean would give him those sort of snarky jabs especially in the beginning that beginning scene um was great um and you know Sean playing from behind again I think I think those episodes really work well when Sean is you know having to outdo someone else and and he gets those are the best ones usually. Yeah, when he gets belittled a little bit and he's 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 knocked down a couple of pegs because he really has to you know work at it. And well, it's such like, an odd dynamic because you don't want to beat up Lassie too much because usually right. Lassie is the Sean you know to start this. Like you know Sean is dominating. Lassie's looking like a fool every second. So I think they did a great job at what a lot of shows don't do early enough. And that is flaw their characters and make them look mm. like losers at time. Like that's why I think a lot of people started to hate Jim and Pam because they were the perfect couple and you didn't build in enough, you know, bad stuff. You know, Jim was literally the perfect boyfriend for, I don't know, nine, eight years. Yeah. And then at, at the very end, they try to throw in this stuff of him being angry. And it's like, well, I'm not used to that. And if yeah. Sean won every single case by a landslide, it would kind of be a little bit boring. And I think that's why we find the show so enjoyable because He's constantly going up against these guys, whether it's the old dudes and the old and the restless. <laughs> Viagra whether, Falls. I love it. Oh, Viagra Falls. <laughs> or, um, you know, the the one where he gets the guy, uh, you know, the uh, Fight Club for Butler's guy. Yep. He's 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 giving him a hard time every every turn. Declan Rand and Sean yep. 2.0, my favorite episode yep. of all time. So they do a really good job of putting him behind the eight ball in a lot of these seasons. And it's a yep. lot of fun to, you know, see your main character overcoming adversity yeah yeah and and that's where you get some of your best humor too oh yeah because when sean's fumbling you know like we saw the last toilet store the toilet (laughs) store and you see it again and uh you know with the um the um the football episode there where he he doesn't have a quick retort for lassie i mean the the humor is great and sean sean always always nails it and uh but seeing him from behind Ten times out of ten works um, on this show, and and one of the other things I love, I mean, it's Lars, Lars, it's the Lars episode, uh, but the him and Juliet stuff is just is so weirdly hilarious. Like you know, oh, with, it's great with him flirting with her a, a, in the beginning, and then the 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 actual end scene of the show, and she with, likes it too. She's yeah. into. Oh, oh, big time! Because at the end, you know, they're doing the slow mo thing with him walking in. He doesn't have a shirt on. <laughs> And, you know, she's just kind of staring, like, you know, gazing longingly into his abs. It was just so weird, oh. but perfect. 
And good for Lou Diamond Phillips. He was probably in his 40s there. He's looking uh, all ripped up. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, LaBamba Fox, dude, you know? Yeah, he's uh, yeah. He, he's the man. So that was great. And even like some of the things, you know, you think I wanted him calling me late at his night, his voice all gravelly, just getting back from a, a swim or something. And like, <laughs> she's like, you know, he actually doesn't have the body of a, a swimmer. I bet he plays rugby. So right. she was low key in this episode, but I did love her flirting back and forth. And Sean kind of giving her a side eye every single time she yeah. did one of those. So Lars, you know, again, I don't think we picked up on how great he was the first time I watched this, yeah. but on rewatch, he's not on the screen a ton, but when he is, he's fantastic. Cause yeah. he's just so over the top and he's hilarious. Yeah. So it's uh, perfect. I think he is, you know, uh, around all of the favorite moments and we can go to favorite character now. And yeah. I know, I know obviously yours is the man, the myth, the yeah. legend, uh, special agent of the FTD, Lars. Unit. Right. Right. And, and you're Lassie, right? So this was sort of this, you know, same thing, just different sides of the coin. So, I mean, these two, I think as much as I, you know, I love the Lassie <laughs> and Lars stuff. I, I mean, the Jules and Lars stuff, the Lassie and Lars stuff, I think, which is that, that rivalry between those two. <laughs> I found it too. He's like presidential recommended for oh. distinguished service. Presidential Fitness Award, 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, just the back and forth between him and him. And he goes, what color is that suit? Black. Seems blacker than black. It's Washington black. Yeah. Like, it's kind of building until that, that breaking point with, uh, you know, I wrestled in high school with a what your conscience. Yeah. So it's, it's a very little portion of the episode, but they play it so nicely and escalating it to the point where he's in love with them and then he's, like, ready to fucking knock them out. Yeah, and and they and they both you know want to knock each other out at this point you know because it's like it's almost like big brother little brother syndrome yeah. you know with the with the two of them and Washington Black you know and it's just he's just so proper and he delivers his lines just so straight faced and deadpan it's just abs absolutely perfect so it's also maybe bring us to some of our favorite lines we've, uh, we've so we've, many good one liners we've said a few but few here but Sean actually I think has got the most I mean Sean was really you know. Uh, you know, on point, he had the, the you know, I'm not familiar with the funny bone. Is that connected to your knee bone? Oh, I, I, this is what this is. I was trying to remember this earlier <laughs> and I stumbled over it. And I, I, I was like, oh, fuck, what was I trying to try to remember it again? And so when when um, Chief Vic was introducing Lars yeah. uh, to the psychic and he goes, yes. Uh, we sniffed one each other. We sniffed one another in the hallway earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's so good. And I've been stumbling. This is probably uh, my stumbliest episode. But yeah. Sean stumbles over the fact that he can't grasp military time. Oh, and you best. wrote this down, and it's it's one of my favorite like tropes that they pull out because it's hilarious every time he brings it up. You have the seven hundred hours, dude. That's like twenty. That's like twenty days. Yeah, we might want to get on that now. <laughs> You know? And then, and then when um, Lindsay invites him back to her room, and she goes, you know, twenty two hundred hours, and he's like, cool. And then he turns to Gus, what's twenty two hundred hours, Gus? Is that eleven o'clock times two? Yeah. And that that's just such like the delivery's hilarious, and the fact that he doesn't know it is just perfect for Sean. Yeah, and it was the military time that was the first attraction of Ewing to Jules too. Because yep. she she goes, oh no, that's uh, what? smart as a whip too. Yeah, <laughs> so that was it was just it was just I love that. It's at eleven o'clock times too, just absolutely perfect. And then you had you had a other couple uh, down here as well. He, he and they mentioned this a lot, and we don't really have them out here. What do we we um what what's our equivalent of a color me mine? It's like um 
the place you get, like plaster fun time, I guess would be ours. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I didn't know what he was saying, like color me mine, and I had to look it up like years ago, and I was like, oh, it's a plaster fun time. Yeah. So you go there and you like paint like coffee mugs. So that's hilarious that he always references that. Uh, he's referenced Carmel. He's gonna whisk some girl off to Carmel. Yep. Open a small haberdashery and you know blow some glass. Um, and then when he's breaking down the case at the end, uh, she goes, "That's just ridiculous." And he, he stops, looks at her, he goes, "What? I'm not, it's not like I'm wearing a giant moose costume." Which, like, it in normal TV shows and circumstances, it would never work, but it works there because he's he's got that in his character. They built that into his character, so it's beautiful. And then uh, we've already mentioned, I think. Probably the funniest line, the warm summer evening for uh, Reggie Jackson and Diane Cannon to come over and have some Harvey Wall bangers. Yeah, that was great. So, I mean, Sean just, he just absolutely nailed it. And this was a very s- subtle Gus episode. Like, yeah, he's Gus, not a big player. No, he had some important moments where he was able to give Sean, uh, you know, important information about, you know, the money and, and all that. But I think my favorite Gus moment was when uh, Lycan shows up at the psych office and uh, she describes his hotel and Gus goes, oh, yeah, 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 that, that, that's on my route. And, and Sean goes, no, I, I your memorized route. your route. That's not your route. Wait a second. That's that's that con- convention place there. You went to go see Gladys Knight and the Pips or just the Pips. And, and Lycan goes, you saw Gladys Knight and the Pips? Well, just a Pip. The other pips are stuck in traffic. It's so funny. <laughs> and I love, they use this a lot. They use this in a 30 Rock episode where, uh, you know, they have Gladys Knight on the show and they were like, did you know they switch the pips out every four years like Menudo? So it's just, <laughs> I don't know why, like, the pips are always brought up in comedies, but it's hilarious every time. Yeah. And then um, let's see, we, we talked about the Buffalo Nickels. Uh, the, the, still the delivery. I have 85 yeah. Buffalo Nickels, Sean. And he delivers a lot of lines like that over the years. I think that might be the first one where he kind of like sexes it up. Yeah. It was, it was just, that was great. I mean, I wish there was a little bit more Gus, but, yeah. you know, he, Gus can't shine all the time. He's got, you got to let some other people. Oh, the next that. one, the next episode, we get plenty of Gus. Oh, we get, we get lots of Gus. And, and so we actually, one of the, one of my favorite lines of the episode is from Chief Vic yep. of all people. And this is when, uh, like it's sort of manhandling the body there. And, uh, what did Glasses say? He's like, whoa, there, you hey, know. Hey, touchy. I <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you do it out in Washington, but here we don't. Uh, you know, we don't manhandle our bodies. And Chief Vic goes, "Oh, come on, we're lucky if our psychic doesn't lick the bodies." <laughs> Which is it's good. Fun. It was it was a decent Chief Vic episode. You know, sometimes yeah. she's not heavily involved, but uh, she made uh, time of her. She made uh, she did well with the screen time she was given. And then, yeah. of course, our guy Lars. I think we hit on most of these, but we hit on um, most of them. But the but one of the best ones I think was at the end. Uh, after you know, uh, they, uh, they 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 you know they you know Lycan was you know you know put in cuffs. Uh, he just looks over at Jules and he goes, "Do you have a my MySpace page oh, or something?" That's just, so good. Just a perfect rag. And this Total, is like what two thousand nine. Yeah, which is like perfect because he's like the 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 perfect kind of person, you know. That's that just that much out of touch that would ask someone in two thousand nine if they had a MySpace page, right? <laughs> so just. Just great, great, great stuff all around, Billy. So let's let's jump into the creamsicle here, <clears throat> and yeah, uh, we, we, creamsicle for you. we've already really we we've already started to talk a little bit about what didn't work so well. You know, uh, mostly uh, Lindsay Lichen, you know, and her, uh, you know, especially her taking Sean hostage. Yeah, and that just, um, you know, wasn't my cup of tea. But Fell also, flat. 
yeah, fell, definitely fell flat for sure. Uh, but then I, I also mentioned this before. Why would Henry have Sean build something he knows he can't build? And it's just busy work. It's just yeah. plain old busy work to get Sean to get guess take a little responsibility. Yeah, it, it's right. out of nowhere, but we we get the great you know uh, Harvey Wallbanger scene. So that that's right. enough for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and then you put this down, you know, blocked from my receptors. Like uh, that's just a terrible. Like it's supposed to expose her, but. I guess it accomplishes uh, what they're going for, yeah. making her look like she doesn't know what she's doing, and she clearly doesn't. But like, she didn't even deliver the line well. And I think yeah. Sean's reaction to it, where he kind of has like a "Are you serious?" face, yeah. was almost like real. Like, is that your real delivery of this line? But we beat her up enough. Uh, yeah, you know, she's uh, she's very good in uh, rules yeah. of engagement. I think <laughs> she was in uh, Step Up or one of those dance movies as well. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the running gags of plenty though in this one. Oh yeah, we got a good Gus. Don't be a right. So Gus, don't be a paranoid schizophrenic. Uh, you know, which was great. We get uh, you know, the 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 more obscure, yeah, again, more obscure stuff that you know, Gus. Uh, oh, coin collecting, baby. Yep, the coin collecting and uh, the pineapple, right? So we yep. get uh, we don't get a physical pineapple, but we get the uh, pineapple upside down cake. Yeah, we get a little pineapples on top of it, too. Uh, it was cooked in a child's yeah. oven. took 19 yeah. hours. Uh, <laughs> we get the mention of Gus's route. And then oh, yep. uh, I think this is the first time they go, are you a fan of delicious flavor, which they oh, break out a bunch. Oh, yeah, because, you know, because of course, you know, Gus craves buttery goodness. Mm -hmm. So we had – this was – again, this was – for me, you know, when we do the season recap, this will probably be – the you know it, we're gonna rank them all so this will be number 15 for me probably uh but overall it's still a decent episode yeah i mean i liked it uh i it's one-liners of plenty you know i'm looking at season two right now and i don't know if it beats out any of them i don't love the christmas episode too much it's good mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it's like between the christmas episode and the bounty hunter episode but they have some more they have better standout moments besides oh, see, i love the bounty hunter I, the fact that it's, it's good Sorbo, uh, it's great. such a yeah <laughs> i will say this has the least like standout scenes like there's no besides yeah. lassie and lars in the hotel there's no you know you know if i made like a montage of the season that would probably be the only thing to get in so i do yeah. see your point there but i mean if this is your worst episode of a season yeah, you're, the season. you're cooking with gas, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so so good stuff. So, come on, son. Come on, son. We're gonna uh, up next week. We got zero to murder in sixty seconds, and you know Gus played the backseat role in this one. Uh, 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 for the next week, he is center stage. Has some great lines. You know, I will be naked and unashamed while they rub little Sean down. He gives <laughs> one of his best performances. A lot of good references, a lot of Judd Nelson talk. So this is a really fun episode. Not that this was this one wasn't, but you know it does feel. I think we talked about this a little bit in season one, where you know maybe they wrote these episodes and shot them out of order because right. this feels like an episode that might have been a season one episode yeah. or you know the first episode of season two. Uh, for this to be in between sixty five million years off and uh, zero to murder in sixty seconds. It, the puzzle piece doesn't fit as nicely as some of them because it is just like a little bit of a step back. Okay. And maybe that's because, you know, Steve Franks wrote 65 million years off. Uh, and then, you know, uh, some other writers wrote the rest of them and maybe why that doesn't have the exact feel, or maybe it was, you know, uh, Bianca 
bringing the episode down. Yeah, yeah, and it does kind of have that you know mid season one feel to it. But but one thing when it, when you mentioned the epi- uh, next week's episode, I believe this is the one where uh, uh, it's the Fast and the Furious, right? Where Sean makes the chain wallet with paper clips. No, 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 no. Oh. That's uh, Zebra to Murder. No, that's um, I forget what the name of that one is off my head. But that's in like season five. Yeah, that's okay, the Point I... Break episode, which that's is also. Right. A great right. episode, yeah. But it's gonna... so great how they're able. This this is also Fast and the Furious with the way they soup up the cars. That's right. It's that's like right. That's right. I remember. Okay. Yep. I always get those two, uh, you know, mixed up. Yeah. The other yeah, one's yeah. a little more gritty, like you know, Fast Five. This one's yeah, more yeah, like yeah. one with a little bit, you know, goofier, souped up stuff. But I do love in that one that you're referencing the um the like the legit tough one, uh, yeah. where he's like, "We're racing for pinks." Yeah. Pink slip. No. Thanks, hot dogs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good shit, Billy. Where can the people find us, my friend? Uh, they can find us anywhere and everywhere. Uh, we are streaming on Facebook right now. We are on Twitch. We are on not on YouTube anymore, but maybe we'll get them up in the olden days. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Rate, subscribe, and review there. That would go a long way. You can find all of us, obviously, on Facebook. Hashtag Dork Shared Universe. You can find all the podcasts there at as well change my mind tldr uh pcp uh me and rossi have been busy bees we have not put it on an episode this week we're looking to do it either tomorrow or this weekend so we are we're backlogged a little bit and then the big ones dork mac and goo those are the big boy podcasts i guess you would say um although tldr is fucking right we're, 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 we're cooking with some gas baby yeah but uh you know it's it, it's all good fun but we got hopefully Fry and I, we got some some good stuff uh, cooking in the next uh, in the next week or so, and um, um, yeah, yeah. So we had uh, we had a great week this week. We talked. Uh, I talked Books. about Yusaki Ojimbo, right? <laughs> because with Easter on Sunday, and uh, Fryer talked uh, Truth, um, Red, White, and Black. And so uh, in episode two of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we were introduced to a character named Isaiah Bradley. Uh, who was a um, uh, a black uh, um, uh, military uh, that was given super soldier serum, mm-hmm. and so that was a very interesting book that Nick talked about. So uh, some, some some good shit there. Yeah, so be sure to check that out. Check uh, all of our streamers out as well. We have Shine Time, we have Arvon D, and we have, of course, Back Cracker. Uh, I have the face of his cartoon. I will complete the rest of the body hopefully this weekend and get up some new animations going on. So. That's where you can find all of us. And uh, please actually go uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the PCP channel. Uh, I gave Rossi a bunch of episodes the other day, so hopefully those will be up soon. And I've already downloaded last week's. And I will download this one right after it, so we are getting on track, people. All right, Billy. We appreciate you. We love you. And until next week, wait for it. Frank says hi.